Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for November 14th, 2020. On this day in 1910, pilot Eugene Eli made the first successful takeoff from a ship when he flew his Curtis Pusher off the deck of the USS Birmingham in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Eli was born in Williamsburg, Iowa and was raised in Davenport. Having completed the 8th grade, he graduated from Davenport Grammar School on the 4th of January of 1901. By 1904, Eli was employed as a chauffeur to the Reverend Father Smith, a Catholic priest in Cosgrove, Iowa, who shared Eli's love of fast driving. And it was in Father Smith's Red Franklin where Eli would set the speed record between Iowa City and Davenport. Eli was living in San Francisco at the time of the great earthquake and fire of 1906 and was active there in the early days of the sales and racing of automobiles. He then married and relocated to Nevada City, California in 1909, and for a time he drove an auto stage delivery route. The couple moved to Portland, Oregon in early 1910, where he got a job as a car salesman working for Henry Wem. Soon after, Wem purchased one of Glenn Curtis's very first four-cylinder biplanes and acquired the franchise to sell them in the Pacific Northwest. Wem, however, was unable to fly the Curtis biplane, but Eli, believing that flying was as easy as driving a car, offered to fly it and ended up crashing it. Feeling responsible, he bought the wreck from Wem and within a few months had repaired the aircraft and also learned how to fly. He flew it in the Portland area, then headed to Minneapolis, Minnesota in June of 1910 to participate in an exhibition where he met Curtis himself and started working for him. That October, Eli and Curtis met Navy Captain Washington Chambers, who had been appointed to investigate military uses for aviation within the Navy. This led to two experiments. On November 14th, a Monday soiled by fog and intermittent rain, Eli's Curtis Pusher biplane with floats mounted under the wings was loaded aboard the Birmingham. The cruiser was equipped with an 83-foot runway on its deck, but that length meant Eli only had 57 feet to take off. The original plan was to steam into the Chesapeake Bay and launch the plane while underway, which would provide extra lift, but the plans were foiled by inclement weather. That afternoon, Eli launched his biplane from Birmingham's deck while the ship was at anchor. The Curtis plunged, after his wheels left the deck. Eli guided the plane toward the water to build up speed, but he miscalculated, and witnesses watched as the plane smacked into the water and bounced back into the air, damaging the propeller and spraying Eli's goggles with salt water. After less than five minutes in the air, Eli set the plane down on a nearby beach, having flown just less than three miles. Eli and the Curtis team had plans to fly on the West Coast in January of 1911, 
and arrangements were made to follow up their feet in Norfolk by landing on a ship. For their purpose, the armored cruiser USS Pennsylvania, anchored in San Francisco Bay, was outfitted with a 120-foot-long platform. Eli, wearing a padded football helmet and bicycle inner tubes around his body for protection, took off from a nearby racetrack in San Bruno on the morning of January 18th of 1911, flying a Curtis pusher with hooks on the landing gear. Thousands of spectators watched as Eli made a safe landing on the Pennsylvania, with the plane's hooks catching ropes stretched across the ship's deck, another first in aviation history. After lunch with the captain, Eli took off from the Pennsylvania and landed safely back at the racetrack in San Bruno. Eli told the reporter, It was easy enough. I think the trick could be successfully turned nine times out of ten. And Captain C.F. Pond, commander of the Pennsylvania, called Eli's feet the most important landing of a bird since the dove flew back to the ark. Eli communicated with the United States Navy, requesting employment, but United States Naval Aviation was not yet organized. Eli continued flying in exhibitions, while the Navy promised to keep him in mind if Navy flying stations were ever created. When asked about the risks of flying, the Des Moines Register quoted Eli as replying, I guess I'll be like the rest of them. Keep at it until I'm killed. And on October 19th of 1911, while flying at an exhibition in Macon, Georgia, his plane was late, pulling out of a dive and crashed. Eli jumped clear of the wrecked aircraft, but his neck was broken and he died a few minutes later on the spot. Despite his status as a civilian flyer, Eli was posthumously awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross by the Navy in 1933. I learned something new today, and I hope you did too. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.